You're listening to Girls with Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Anderson. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Girls with Graphs. I am Rachel Anderson and an Amazon delivery man just showed up. So that is my dog, Remy. And I am joined with, with my other co-host, Amber Wilcox. Hey there. And thanks for the warm introduction, Remy. Uh, he is always here to give us a good time. So uh we are yes. excited. We're excited for today's podcast. And I'm excited. We're getting close on the holiday season. I've got my Girls with Graphs swag on, which I am very excited to share with all of you today. So if you're interested, I'll throw that in our podcast notes. Rachel, before we get started, what are you most excited about this holiday season? Oh, well, I live pretty far away from my family, so I'm always just excited to go up to Pennsylvania and see them and just honestly eat way too many Christmas cookies and hang out with the dogs. That's probably the highlight of my holidays. What about you? Um, yeah, I think I like the time before the holiday. So um, I, while I absolutely love the day itself, um, I love the time before. So going Christmas shopping, looking at all of the lights, my husband and I love to go around and judge other light competitions going on in the neighborhood. So um, we're very, very excited for the holidays as well. Uh, we'd love it if you put in the comments what you're most excited for for the holidays. Um, but today we're really, really excited for this episode. Uh, we're getting up on the end of season one here. Um, so we want to also send over a special thank you to our season one podcast sponsor, Fritzker Hagman, who he had on last week. Um, and, uh, want to thank, uh, the Pritzker team and Haley for joining us. Uh, but today we have a very special guest and I'm so excited uh, for, for you to meet her. Uh, Rachel, would you give us a, a warm introduction for our guest here today? Yes, of course. So we have Octavia Bernie on today. She is an author, burn survivor, poet, business owner, and speaker. She has over 15 years of experience in healthcare and infectious diseases. She's originally from South Hill, Virginia, where she grew up in a single parent home with four sisters and one brother, and she's the youngest of nine siblings. She released her first book in February 2019 titled The Storm Saved Me, where she shares her testimony and how her faith in God pulled her through. She is currently working on her master's in mental health, counseling, and professional writing, and she believes faith, courage, and creativity equals excellence. She is empowering, motivational, and always brings joy to every situation, and I'm so excited to welcome Octavia to our podcast today. And she's got a really exciting new book, Marty, that's yes. out, so we're going to talk to her a little bit about that today as well. Welcome, Octavia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a privilege to be here today. Awesome. Well, I would love just to, before we dive into your books and your writing, I would love for you just to share a little bit more about your burn survivor journey. And, you know, I know it was on more on the recent side. So if you just want to tell us a little bit more about that, that would be a great start. 
Sure, it was actually um, December 23rd, 2018, um, two days before Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. We always get together with my family and everything. And I actually went to get my hair done. Um, I had never had someone professionally braid my hair. Um, I have a lot of hair um, and it's very thick. So I was like, let me just try something different. And I wanted to get my hair braided. Um, I went to get it braided. The lady was doing great. And then at the end, um, she was using hot water and she ended up spilling the hot water um, down my back. So I suffered second and third degree burns from my upper neck all the way down to uh, part of my buttocks, actually. And I've had skin grafts. I've had over nine procedures, including laser surgery. And I also had to have physical therapy. Um, couldn't walk for a few months due to the skin graft area. People have had grafts, then you know that is like, I think that's more painful than the actual burn itself because it's just mm. like, oh my gosh. But that was the most painful experience that I've ever endured. But I'm very thankful for my husband and my mother who stepped in to help me, as well as when we also adopted our dog, Marty. Which I'm so excited to talk about, Marnie. I love pets, and I think you're a fellow dog lover as well, Octavia. Am I correct in assuming that? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's let's flash forward to today a little bit and tell us a little bit about who you are. So maybe um, what you do um, every day, but also who you are as an author as well. So I think um, Rachel mentioned you um, are a mental health counselor in addition to an author. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, your journey to your career? Actually, my burn pushed me in the path to become a mental health um, counselor. When I went through my experience, there was really no one other, you know, else to talk to other than my family, my husband. There was no one out there that dealt with this type of trauma. And um, my faith in God and things like that had led me to going back to school and studying mental health counseling. I'm currently a crisis counselor where I work with uh, people who deal with suicidal thoughts, um, dealing with suicide prevention, ADHD, PTSD, um, different types of mental health disorders. And so I, I'm a crisis counselor now. I work part time because I'm also a mother of two. I have a two year old and an eight week old baby. And I'm still studying in graduate school to be a mental health counselor and get licensed in that. And above all that, you're also an author, which is so incredible. <laughs> um, you are an inspiration for me because I know um, I do not have children. I just have one dog and I am not going to school. So you're going to school. You have children. There's so much you're doing right now. And I thank you yeah. for your work as a mental health counselor because I do think uh, we need more counselors in the world. So uh, thank you thank for you. for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, well, and I know Amber kind of led into this a little bit earlier, but you know, you just recently published your children's book, Marty. So yes. I would let's just start from the beginning there. What I know you mentioned you got the dog Marty. Did he, how <laughs> just how did this book come along? And what's it all about? I my mom had to go back home. I'm originally from Virginia. Um, so my mother had to go back to Virginia. Um, my husband had to go back to work, but he didn't want me to be sitting at home in pain alone. So one day he just went to basically take the trash to the dumpster. I think we missed like the dumpster that day. So he was like, I want to take the trash to the dumpster. And I was like, okay. So when he went to take the trash, he noticed there was an animal shelter. My mm. husband is not a dog person other than him loving my mother's <laughs> dog. Um, he went into the animal shelter and he's sending me all these pictures. And I'm like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? And he was like, we have to come see this dog. 
mind you, I can barely walk. So he's like, let's go see the dog. He comes back and picks me up. We go into the animal shelter and all the dogs are just screaming and howling and barking. Mm -hmm. And Marty is just sitting there relaxing. Like he's the quietest dog in the animal shelter. So I asked if we can kind of take him outside and play with him and see how he interacts with us. He came directly to me and just put his head in my lap and he sold me there. I was like, okay, let's what do we have to do to adopt him today. So we ended up adopting him, bringing him home. He was like a little person. Like when my husband would go to work, it would just be me and him. I'm not a big TV person, especially if you're going through trauma or things mm-hmm. like you don't want to sit and just watch TV all day. Um, so I wanted to do something else. So Marty, I would play with his little ball with him and his toys. Mm-hmm. And he was like a little person. Like he would make me laugh. Like it, I was having <laughs> with an actual person. <laughs> and as we were going through that, I also loved to go to the beach. So we would take Marty with us to the beach um, and to the mountains and different places. And this idea came to me in a dream, actually, um, <laughs> to write Marty. And as you can see, my dog actually um, looks like the dog on the book. I love the so illustrations. Our, thank you. So that is our Marty. Um, he inspired me to write this book because of how much joy he brought me. And I wanted to kind of give it to someone else and also use my burn experience to inspire someone else. So, yeah. So Marty, it's okay. So Marty <laughs> is about a little girl, correct? So it's a children's book. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Yeah. Yes. And it's about a little girl. Do you want to tell us about a little bit about what this little girl does without giving away all of the, the details of the book? Yes. So Olivia, instead of using going into detail with my burn experience, because my experience was way more traumatic than what I put in the book because it's for children. Um, she was burned on her arm. And during her experience, they adopted a dog and how Marty kind of helped her by taking her on different adventures. It's kind of like a little magical book, um, taking her on different <laughs> adventures and things to help her with her pain. Very cool. And so um, I want to spend some time there on a couple things, but um, pets, right? So I know during my burn injury, um, and Rachel has a pet today as well, but um, I know during my burn injury, my dog Nala was just there to provide me that comfort. But also, like you said, I think get you outside, like Nala got me out for a walk, mm-hmm. right? And and just mm-hmm. even today when I'm having a really bad day, knowing that I have that support from Nala is really, really awesome. I think as a mental health counselor, but also as a burn survivor, how do you feel that pets can help with, with that? Um, not just with Marty, but in general. I really feel like pets are like little therapists. Um, <laughs> they come into our lives and they kind of make us think about other things other than what we're physically or mentally, emotionally dealing with. We kind of focus on that that dog that you know whatever pet we have we kind of focus on that versus what we're actually experiencing and marty did that for me i wasn't sitting in pain i was sitting in trying to have fun and trying to enjoy him and trying to enjoy my family without sitting and just thinking about how much pain i was in as i was going through this the traumatic experience so he kind of helped me with that i didn't want to go outside i didn't want to do anything but having Marty, it allowed me like to go outside, get some fresh air, even though I was limping and people would stare like, what? you know, what's wrong with her? I would just get out there and just walk and just do different things with him to get myself out of feeling and being so, I guess, in emotional distress, maybe that's the word. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
Definitely. I know. And that's probably why Remy was barking at the beginning, probably because he knew we were talking about another dog today and he was, <laughs> and he jealous. was jealous. Yes. He's like, I need to be talked about as well. <laughs> he was like, please let me talk to Marty. I want to have a dog podcast. <laughs> yeah. But no, I can totally relate to that. I didn't have him obviously during my burn injury and the recovery, but even just in my day-to-day life now, just you know, sticking to a routine, taking him on walks, like mm-hmm. it, he's just can be so comforting. And I mean, all animals can, I, I'm a yes. big animal lover. <laughs> Me too. I love all animals. I used to just want to take the zoo home. And my mom was like, no, can't, can't do that. And I love that you adopted, adopted him. Mm-hmm. I know so many animals. I used to work for a shelter myself and, uh, it's so hard, right, to like walk and see so many animals mm-hmm. that need a home. So I thank you for, yes. for also adopting because I know how important that is. Yes. Thank you. So for the book, I know, you know, it is kind of around a burn injury, but is this a good book for all children, not just, you know, burn survivors? Actually, yes. And I say that because my sister actually sent it to one of her, I don't know if it was her friend's daughter or one of her friend's friend's daughters, but they were going through, I guess, cancer process mm. and she loved it um, and she enjoyed it. So I think for any type of, if you're going through any type of experience where you have to kind of be in pain for a while, you're going through the motions, trying to go, trying to figure out, okay, what's going to happen next? You know, why did this happen to me? Anything like that. I think this is a great book for not only children, but adults as well to get out of our heads and just try to enjoy life, um, even when we're going through the most traumatic experiences. That's really beautiful. So Octavia, have your children read the book uh, with you? Yes, my son is two. Um, and he, this is one of his favorite bedtime stories now. He loves awesome. Marty. He loves all the pictures in the book and he loves dogs as well. So he mm-hmm. loves all animals as well. He could see a squirrel and try to go around the pig. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he loves it. I've had great feedback from a lot of families that have children um, mm-hmm. that actually enjoy Marty and it's become a bedtime favorite. That's awesome. Well, so you do have two children. Um, you said two years old and remind me eight weeks, not eight weeks old. So you just had a baby. Um, and we talked a little bit about this when you and I connected earlier on, but, um, I don't hear it talked about a ton, right. A motherhood after a burn injury. Um, and there, you know, just kind of what that's like as a burn survivor going through that. And do you want to just tell us a little bit about your experience as a mom now with, um, two children, whether it's sharing your burn injury or what that was like to, you know, find life after your burn injury? Honestly, um, they told me I would never be able to have children. Um, I went through so many procedures after getting burned um, that they were like, you may not be able to naturally, or I may have to have in vitro fertilization, or I may have to take medication to get pregnant. And the crazy thing is we prayed, we pray a lot here at our home. We pray a lot. And my last um, laser surgery, I was actually pregnant and did not know it. Oh, wow. So we found out like six weeks later that we were expecting our son, who is now two years old. Um, so that was a different experience. Your body kind of goes through uh, the motions. Your back, my back sometimes felt tight in certain areas, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as painful as I thought it would be mm-hmm. because I got pregnant right at the end of all of their procedures. 
So I thought I was going to be a lot of, in a lot of pain, but honestly, I wasn't. It was like the the thought and the happiness and the joy of actually being pregnant took away the thoughts and the feelings of being in pain. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know your son's only two, but have mm-hmm. you talked about mom's burn scars or being a burn survivor with your son? I have uh, probably a few months ago because I had on a tank top and I was doing something. I think he was helping me clean up and he said, oh, no. And he was pointing to my back and I was like, yeah, mommy had a boo-boo. And I was trying to explain it to him. He was like, oh, no. And then he was like, hug, hug. So he just gave me a hug. He just didn't give me a big hug because I was trying to explain it to him. But of course, he's two, so he doesn't really understand, understand, but he knows that mommy was hurt and... Yeah, he wanted to just give me hugs all day after that. <laughs> That's really sweet. Well, it's cool that cool that you've been able to open up with him, even just at an early age, about how to mm-hmm. talk to him about that, because that can be something that can be difficult to navigate. Yes. Definitely. And so this is kind of a random question, but I'm curious. <laughs> since your, you know, since your burns are on your back, you know, does does anyone ever ask you questions and you almost forget? that you, you know, have those since, you know, if they're on your back, I know I have a tattoo on my back and I forget about it sometimes. And someone will say something and be like, oh yeah, I do have that. I actually don't forget about it. Cause it, sometimes it, it, I don't know if you all deal with this, but it's been almost four, it's been four years now, I think. And it itches all the time. Like I could put cream on it and it'll be fine for a few mm. hours and then it'll start mm. itching again. I'm just like, what can I put on this? Mm. But so no, I can't forget it because it's always like itchy. But yeah. um, I do try to embrace it though, because at first I was really timid about people seeing it, and my husband would be like, "You're still beautiful. You're still awesome. You're still this." And I'm just like, mm, "I don't want to show my back." And so I eventually started showing it and just kind of embracing it. I had a photo a photographer reach out to me, and he actually took pictures of me um, with different outfits. Like I wore a, a a fitness outfit and a like a nice dress and things like that to kind of embrace my scars and not feel like my scars define me, but also mm-hmm. let people know that I went through something traumatic and these are like my warrior scars is what my husband mm-hmm. calls it because mm-hmm. he calls me a warrior. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I know my, my husband, right. Like has been with me through that as well. And it can be hard, right? Because they're there to support you. But you're also like, oh, I don't like them. And I don't like the way they look sometimes. Right. And so um, it's really awesome that he's there to continue to motivate and support you. Because I think that's for me, that was really instrumental in my my process as a survivor of knowing um, that I I had someone that still thought I was beautiful, despite all of the, right. the things that I felt like were going on. Yes, because I was, I was, I used to model actually, and I thought that mm-hmm. no one would want me to model for them anymore, because um, I would just do it for fun, and I was like, nobody's gonna want me to model with like this on my back. And honestly, it was the opposite. People started contacting mm-hmm. me once I started showing it and embracing it. People would contact me and ask me to do photo shoots to embrace mm-hmm. my scars. Yeah, the confidence That's- is is there, and so those photos I think are also on your website, correct? Because I was yes. I thought they were absolutely gorgeous. So Thank um, <laughs> we'll put your website here up for folks to see those photos as well. Thank mm-hmm. you. That is awesome. Yeah, I feel like we've definitely seen a shift, even with you know big brands too, with having more diversity in mm-hmm. you know photo shoots and campaigns. So that is awesome that 
you know, I'm glad that you are embracing them and showing them off because you are a warrior for sure. Thank you. So are both of you. <laughs> I will say, Rachel, I agree with you because I know just last night, actually, I was on Costco's website of all things. I love Costco. If you've not heard me talk about it yet, you will hear me talk about it in the future. <laughs> but um, I was scrolling through Costco clothes and I happened to see there was a photo of a model that had, you know, skin skin imperfections. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, right? But but had some mm-hmm. skin pigmentation um, on both hands and feet. And it was only like from the neck down. But to see that I was like, Oh, I love that. Like that is, you know, Mm -hmm. that is where we, Mm -hmm. we want to continue to see models that are, that look like all of us, right. Or look like that they have, (laughs) they're not those perfect picture, perfect, Mm -hmm. um, that we consistently see out there. So showing some representation, I was like, I actually stopped to show my husband. I'm like, I don't even care about those clothes. I just am really excited that there's a model here that looks, um, like they have an imperfection and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. can represent a community, right. Of different, facial or, you know, body imperfections or differences. So I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important to represent all people, not just people that look perfect, because we're all imperfect people, but to represent all kinds of people and their, uh, I guess, imperfections, as you were saying, to to represent everybody. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I... Oh. Go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> I, well, I wanted to ask, I know we were talking a little talking about motherhood for a bit, but I also, if you're okay with talking about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but would love to you know, kind of know more about how you and your husband, if you know, how that dynamic changed during the burn injury and during your recovery, or you know, what tips maybe you would give other, you know, loved ones and caregivers who do want to be there for that survivor in their life, but maybe they're not sure what support to give. Okay. Um, I was really angry. I will say that I was very angry when this happened. I don't know if you all experienced any type of anger. Um, yes. I was very angry because <laughs> I was always in pain. And if I was always a bubbly, happy, on the go type person. And then when this happened, I was sitting, not able to do anything. So I was angry. And the only piece of person to push that anger towards was my husband at that moment. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, um, I would be angry with him. I would get mad about the simplest thing. Um, Something wasn't made right or he didn't give it to me in time enough or whatever. I would get upset, um, to be honest. And so I had to really learn that, okay, that's not the way to go about things. I need to really think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Because if I'm in pain, it may come out in a negative way and I don't want it to come out that way. So I had to really think about how I would say things. And then... um, So I would tell him, you know, I'm still in pain. Unfortunately, people that are in pain um, can put their pain on other people. So I had to explain that to him that I was hurting and I apologized to him about, you know, what I was feeling at that moment. And we just kind of talked about it. And then moving forward, when we kind of got past that part of it, um, because that time I still am angry that it happened, but now I'm more, I'm okay with it now. I've and I understand that this had to happen for a reason. If it would have never happened, I wouldn't be a crisis counselor. I wouldn't be in school to be a mental health counselor. I wouldn't have wrote Marty. I wouldn't have done so many other things. I had so many other opportunities to uh, spread knowledge about burns and trauma if I wouldn't have experienced this. So for someone that wants to kind of be there for their family member, I would say they're going to be angry. Um, mm-hmm. So 
find a way to kind of help them through that process and guide them through that process without getting in confrontation with them, without making them feel less than because they're going through something traumatic. And that affects us not only physically, but it affects us emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Um, at one point, I even lost my faith because I was just like, can I even deal with this? Can I even go through this process? And I really had to pray about it and just really lean on God in a lot of moments. Um, being on a lot of medications and things like that, that can change your mm -hmm. mood. I was on gabapentin. I had to stop taking, I think it was oxycodone because it made me feel crazy. So it's like, you just have to think about different things that that person may be going through that you may not understand at that moment and just be there for them. Sometimes people don't want you to be there to talk to them or to hold them or cry with them. They just want you to sit there and listen. Mm -hmm. And in this process, I've learned that sometimes I just want to have someone to sit and listen to me. Or if I want to have a dialogue, we can have a dialogue. But sometimes I just want someone to listen to me vent about what I'm going through and not really say anything if that's you know the right word to say no that that's so beautiful because that's exactly you know I had a very real close relationship with my husband before the accident but I think it became even closer right after because when you go through mm -hmm. something traumatic like that you you have to learn those things right and and I love mm -hmm. that you said like you communicated with your husband because I know for me I had to do that too. And I didn't always want to right, communicate of like, I'm sorry, I'm angry. Sometimes <laughs> it, when we're married, admitting to fault is like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't want to be the one to say I, you right. know, <laughs> I was wrong in this situation. But um, I do think like, right, communicating that with him helped just help me overcome like some of those barriers that may have been holding us out. And then he knew, mm -hmm. like you said, to listen and to to sometimes it was okay. He didn't have to try to fix it. Right. I was crying right. because I just needed to cry that day. And, uh, so I think that's great that, you know, the tips of listening and just mm -hmm. trying to communicate when we could. And even though I don't always want to, it was beneficial for our relationship to do that. So that's really cool. Right. I didn't want to either. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't want to admit fault all the time. Right. I'm like, I'm sorry. Right. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm like, you should know what's wrong. Like I'm crying. You should know what's wrong. Why I'm crying. So, yeah. Well, it's not like we can prepare for situations like this either. You know, no one is expecting a burn injury to happen or any type of illness or sickness or whatever it may be. So, I mean, it's a, it's a learning curve for everyone involved, not just the survivor, but, you know, for your mm -hmm. husband, for our loved ones and caregivers, it's, you know, and he, I'm sure he was processing his feelings as well, you know, mm -hmm. as a caregiver, you know, sometimes it's tough to, you know, care for yourself still in those situations and you have to. So, um, yeah, no one can prepare for situations like this. Right. Very true. That is very true. Cause I would, he would go for a walk cause I would be so like, crying and boohooing and he would just like be like i'll be back he would just go for a walk <laughs> my husband still does that octavia he's still like i'm gonna go all right <laughs> if i'm having a minute he's like i'm gonna go i'll let you sit here for a little bit right. just feel your feelings and then come back mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly so yeah mm. well <laughs> it happens it's we life appreciate the husbands yes and, <laughs> we and they know that i'm a little bit or he knows a little bit sometimes i'm just in a moment so it's okay um <laughs> <laughs> well um you do have another book that's already published in addition to marty it's called the storm that saved me 
you want to tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that book? I think that one's more geared towards adults. Um, mm-hmm. So would love to hear a little bit more about that book as well. Yes. Um, and let me see what year was that? 2012, I think it was. I kind of lost everything. I was in school. Um, I was trying to go back to school at that time. Um, and I kind of lost everything. My job, my apartment, everything. Um, so I kind of had to start all over. And in that process of starting over, I would write different poems. Poetry is kind of like my therapy, other than dogs. Um, I would just sit and just write different poems, trying to share my story. I would post them on my blog or post them. I actually started my blog actually when I got burned, but I would post them on Facebook or Instagram um, to try to inspire other people that may have been going through a similar situation. Um, I was very prideful. I didn't like to ask for help. I was in my 20s. I had graduated college. Everything was going great. And then boom, um, I didn't have a job. So I used all of that and just write it, started writing different poetry. I actually released this book when I had just got out of the hospital after I got burned. I was supposed and because I was still in the hospital, I ended up pushing it back. I would have, was gonna, I was deciding not to publish it at all because of everything that I was already going through, but I decided to publish it. So this is the storm saved me. And it's about a really tough time in my life and how my poetry kind of helped pull me through those situations as well as my family. So you are a poet. Um, and before we get into that little bit of poetry, it looks like we do have a question for you. So I'm going to pull that up first, if that's okay with you. Okay. So Chantel says, how long did the emotional anger um, and then crying last? Uh, or how long would you say? Um, you found that happening for? Um, I would say for a few months. It was it was it was a while because I was still, you know, a burn has to stay open. Then you go through the process of where you have to let it breathe so it's open and it's just doing its thing. Um, and after a skin graft, I also had um, pig skin on my back in mm. the second degree areas, and so pig skin is hard. Mm. And this is a nasty. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I had it too. <laughs> so if you've ever eaten pork rinds, that's, that's my like husband it. called them. Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like that. So every now and then you have to cut that off and all of that. So for me, the emotional crying and it lasted for months, um, to be honest, because I'll be fine. And then I would do something and then I started having the nerve pain. So you go through the burn process, you go through the healing of the burn, you go through the healing of the graft site, and then you have nerve pain. So I would have this electric shock that would go through my neck, down my scapula, and it felt like somebody was stabbing me. So I tried to go back to work. I couldn't work for, um, I think I could only work 12 hours a week, I think it was. And I would be sitting, I couldn't do any, I couldn't do my normal job. So I would have to sit at a desk and do paperwork. And sometimes I would cry because I would try to type and just me moving my arms, that shock would go down my back. And it was the worst feeling I had ever experienced. So it took a while. I would say it took months. Um, And actually when I got pregnant with my son, because I was still dealing with all the emotions of it and all the anger from it, I ended up talking to a therapist because Mm -hmm. I was just like, I just want to get rid of all this anger and this crying. Mm -hmm. I feel like an emotional wreck. Mm -hmm. And I talked to her and 
and I was fine. But at the same time, just talking to someone that wasn't a family member helped me kind of get over it. Not get over it. But that's not the right word. Help me get through. Get through. Yeah. <laughs> Help me get yeah. through. So it lasts for a while. Um, and even when I think about what I went through now, I may shed a tear because it was it was a lot and it was very painful to go through that. So it took a few months at the most, I think, for all the crying and the um, emotional roller coaster to kind of calm down. And I think that's different for everyone, right? Like we talk about that all the time uh, in terms of no journey is the same, right? So um, how I handle my emotions may be different than you or Rachel handles there. So, um, but there are resources available to help, which I think is really right. important, right? So Phoenix Society is here to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mental health counselors. I'm sure that we can get you connected with as well to be able to talk through it. Um, I think that's so important because the emotional recovery is just as, you know, just as traumatic in many ways than than the physical. Mm -hmm. Right. It really is. Definitely. And I know, you know, a lot of survivors also say that writing, whether that's poetry or just journaling, is also a really great outlet for that emotional recovery, you know, Mm -hmm. especially if maybe I sometimes get shy when I have to talk about my feelings. So even just writing them down, is just a helpful release of those feelings. I'm the same way. I write everything down because I do get kind of like shy or like, do I really want to express this? So I'll just write it down. And then if I feel like it's something that I want to talk about later and I feel mm-hmm. like I could actually talk about it, then I'll talk about it because I have so many different things I've written that I have not talked about. <laughs> Well, we're going to have you talk about one of those things that you've written today. <laughs> so, so I understand that you are going to be able to share with us some poetry from your from your book uh, today. So yes. we would love to hear it. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're going to read for us today? This is this one is called Journey, um, and it's talking about basically a strong woman. And being that we are all women here today, I figured this will be a good poem to share. Um, and it can even relate to men as well. But being that we're all three women, I wanted to read this one. To kind of, and we're all burn survivors. So I wanted to read this one. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> go ahead. So do you want me to go ahead and read it? Or Okay, it's called Journey. Strong woman fighting fears to become fearless. She achieved goals she once doubted that scared her the most but mainly allowing her mind to be changed. Changed like a flower blooming in the spring, she fought the sickness that tried to take her out. She fought death while living in fulfillment. She cried tears of joy while telling her story to the unknown. She spoke life over her body when the pain numbed her soul. She overcame not having enough when she realized she was enough. Positivity spoken from her lips because she knew the power of her words. Her essence is a gift to the world, created to heal others through knowledge and love. A substitute position is not knowing the outcome, but bringing lives to God in the process. She achieved her goals, hated because of who she, being who she is, now allowing the deceptions of others to defeat who God created. She proclaimed her destiny, not knowing the path, but knowing who is who she is while gaining wisdom in the way. Boxing lives pains away, learning the artistic methods of living, being painted like a mural, she stood in her promise, ready for what comes along. She is a fighter. That is beautiful. I think we snap, right? With poems. Yes. So we're going to snap for you today because we loved that. That was beautiful. Uh, such an, an amazing poem. And I think it's so awesome to empower not just right burn survivors, but empower women 
mm-hmm. and we're all girls with graphs. So thank you for sharing that today. Do you want yeah. to tell us, because I wish I could write poetry. Yeah. Um, that was absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Um, but but um, what got you started with poetry specifically? Because I'm super jealous about just how beautiful <laughs> that was. <laughs> Thank you. You said how, what was the question? And I'm sorry. Yeah. How, how did you get started with poetry? Like what inspired you to start writing poems? I really don't know. Um, I started <laughs> writing, I started writing when I was probably six years old and I would just make up, you know, how we make up little stories for our parents and I would just clip them, like staple them together and like, yeah, mommy, I made your book. Um, and then as I got older, probably like in elementary school age, I just started writing poetry and my mother actually writes poems as well. Um, but I just started writing it to kind of help with my feelings. I wasn't a big crier then, but after this, I am. <laughs> but after, when I was younger, I wasn't a big crier. So I would use like all those emotions. If I was angry about something or sad about something, I would just write a poem about it to kind of express myself. So it's my way of expressing um, who I am. That's beautiful. Have you, <laughs> and then how did you get into just, you know, writing books and writing, you know, longer than just poetry, or is that just something that kind of went together and, or yeah. When, when did you get into that? I actually was very scared to write the storm save me because it was a personal story. And I was just like, do I want people knowing my personal, um, personal experiences? But then I was like, you know, somebody, this may help someone. I don't know, you know, this may help somebody that may be dealing with depression or maybe dealing with um, not knowing their next steps in life, or they may have lost something like I did. So I wrote the book and then I was like, I'm not going to publish it. I'm not going to publish it. And my husband was like, <laughs> you need to publish that book? And I was like, I don't think so. Like it's, it's just so personal. So I ended up, uh, publishing it through Amazon. Um, they have a publishing thing. I think it's called KDP and I ended up publishing it through them. Um, and then when Marty came about, the idea from Marty came about, I was like, well, let me write this story. And I kind of got writer's block in the middle of it. And then one day we went to the beach, one of my happy places. And it was like- my happy place too. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the flood just came and I just couldn't stop writing. And then Marty was birthed. And then I went back and changed different things. Um, I sent out query letters to try to get a publisher. A lot of people wanted me to, um, like I said, I am a faith based person. I do believe in God. And a lot of people wanted me to take God out of Marty. Um, I have it in there where the grandmother like prays for Olivia, who was a little girl. And some companies wanted me to take that out. And Mm -hmm. regardless of how much money anybody tries to pay me, I will not take out God out of my work because that's why I'm still here. So I turned down, I turned down that company and I ended up finding a faith based company um, global publishing, which is a smaller, uh, smaller publishing company, but they love the story and they were able to publish it through their company. That's well, it's awesome. beautiful that you stood up to for something that you believed in and then weren't afraid to, mm-hmm. to say no, because sometimes that can be hard. So give you yes. credit for, for doing that. Thank yes. you. Yes. And we will make sure that links to both of those books are in the show description so people can check them out and order a copy of them. So do you have any other books in the works or what's what's next for, you know, your writing career? <laughs> well, Marty is actually going to be a series. It's a series. So oh, very cool. 
Thank you. So there will be more Marty books um, coming out. I don't. I want to. I don't want to say next year because I don't know. But because it took me, I think, two years to get this one out. So um, I don't know. Maybe next year, or the year after. But definitely more Marty books. Um, it's going to be a series of different adventures. And if you have kids, or if you want to read it to your dog, um, you can get one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun book. Marty is a true lifesaver. Uh, and I think even you, you all would love it. So. Well, I would love to, yes, I'm going to have to grab myself a copy of Marty. Now <laughs> is Marty the dog a lot like uh, it, the, the dog in your home, a lot like the Marty, the dog in the book. Do you think they have a similar personality? They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Very they are cool. The same person, yes. Awesome. Well, um, we are going to wrap up with some final questions here, but before we go, so we're, we're you know, inviting anyone that's live with us right now. I see we have some viewers on to ask Octavia, any of your questions. Um, but, uh, Rachel and I always ask, um, two questions of any survivors that join the show. So the first question I'm going to ask you is what does self-care look like for Octavia? Um, what do you do to, to take care of yourself? And, and maybe it's writing, but maybe there's other things you do too that you want to share with everyone for writing of course but <laughs> I also um I do not like to do a lot of things for myself I'm trying to get better at that especially <laughs> a mom being a mom and just so many things going on sometimes I'm just like well I don't want to go I'm okay I just sit at home and watch a movie um but my husband has now is like no you're gonna go and go <laughs> go have some tea or something with one of your friends mm -hmm. or go shopping or go whatever so lately the last few months i've been going to like get a massage whether it's mm -hmm. for my feet or my back um with my back i don't like people touching my back i'm very like mm -hmm. so i'll go and get like a, a light massage with the shoulder area and then like get a leg massage foot massage something like that they have this thing here where you can go and sit in like a hot room and i'll go oh. sit it's, it's not like a sauna they call it like the i think it's called the grotto is that the name oh the i think it's called a grotto where you okay. go and you sit and you wear your swimsuit and you kind of just sweat Ooh. and <laughs> i just go and do that um every now and then or go get my nails done or something like that go for a walk i have a bike so I love to go bike riding. I'm like a big kid when it comes to that. Um, so bike riding. Sounds like we'd get along great. <laughs> I love riding bikes. I'm definitely a fan of the beach. And I will tell you my idea of self-care. I don't know if Rachel and I really have talked about it our own, but is I go get, get monthly massages after my burn really? happened. Yes, mm -hmm. I knew um, I had to find someone, right? It took me some time mm -hmm. to find a good massage therapist that I know, knew mm -hmm. and trusted. Um, right. Just because it, that's not something we talk about all the time, but as a survivor, sometimes it's weird to have people touch our scars. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so it took me some time to find someone I was comfortable with and even just took me some time to go in in person. And now I feel like if I don't have someone I'm familiar with, I get a little like edgy mm -hmm. about, um, oh, this is the person that's done it before. So I don't have to explain my story to right. Again, mm -hmm. right? So. Um, but I, I find it helpful. I, I'm sure your experience with massage, I don't know, Octavia, um, how you kind of go about that, but I, it, it can be nerve wracking, but once it's mm -hmm. done, I always feel so much better. Right. I have to have the same person just like you. And if I go in and I schedule it with her and they're like, oh, she's not here today. I'm like, yeah, I need to reschedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Sure. I, I've been the same way of like, oh, I just, 
I don't want to have to explain it again. I think mm-hmm. it's mine. I don't know what your reason for it is, but I just yeah. am, just want sometimes it's hard to keep explaining that. Like mm-hmm. I was burned. I'm still sore sometimes. It hurts. I don't want people pressing down on my bones. Like it just. I don't want. I just. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. If the person doesn't know your story, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they can put too much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. And my husband mm-hmm. also massages it too. Um, he was the person that massaged it through my healing process yeah. because I was really nervous about anybody else touching it. My mother didn't even want to touch it and she was a nurse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I guess because it's yeah. a child is different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes, my husband definitely. did mine as well. And and it I was very weird about like even just going to the doctor, like taking the bandage off or I'd make him do it. I wouldn't make, I'll let the nurses do it. I'd be like, no, I trust him. I know him. He's going to handle it. So I get it wholeheartedly. Uh, it can be tough. Well, yeah. I am going to have to schedule a massage because we keep talking about them and I'm like, oh, my back hurts. I need, I need to go get a massage. So once we are done recording today, yeah. I might be scheduling my next appointment. <laughs> I don't know about you, Octavia, but I just feel like a new person. Like I walk out of there just feeling like relaxed. I make it this whole ritual. Yeah, I do. And so um, I'll go and spend the the afternoon at the massage and they have like this really, I like to sweat too. So I don't know where are you located, Octavia? North Carolina and Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. So you're near, you're near Rachel, that area, but I'm in Florida. And so we sweat here all the time in Florida, but I like the heat. I like the sweat. I don't hear that all the time from other survivors, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. when to hear you say you like to go in a hot room, I like to go to hot yoga and just like sweat it out sometimes. But, um, I'm a big fan of going. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Like it's like a steam room, same thing. And, and some Mm -hmm. people like that. I find that it keeps my scars moist because I'm sweating all the time. Whereas if I go to the colder climates, mm-hmm. it's dry, it itches, it's irritating. So I, that's why mm-hmm. I like it. But the massage is the same thing. I like to go in the massage, get all the lotion. And then I make <laughs> it this whole day. I go to shop after I go take a bubble bath at night. It's like a day of self-care. So if you're- It sounds like we need a girls trip going on. We yes. do. I'm, I'm telling you, I love- that is like my favorite type of self-care. So I'm I'm going to come to the grotto because that sounds like a place I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. You put on your swimsuit, you go in there and sit and you just sweat. And it's just, it's just so peaceful. I mean, I have to always fight myself to not take my cell phone in because my husband's like, go mm. relax. I'm like, are the babies okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> like, go relax. Well, he'll ignore me. So I'm just like, let me put the phone in the locker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always lock it up because I'm like, if it's in the locker, I... I'm not like it's locked away. I'm tempted not to like mm-hmm. touch it or whatnot. Right. But yeah, if I have it with me. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear we have similar self-care. Yes, girls <laughs> stuff is absolutely needed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the mountains yes. is beautiful too. So yes, especially where you are. There you got some beautiful scenery there too. Yes. That's awesome. Well, along with talking about self-care, we talk a lot about burn anniversaries, and I know you mentioned yours is around Christmas, so it's coming mm-hmm. up. So what do you like to do on your burn anniversary? Do you celebrate it or is it just another day today? I don't celebrate it. Am I supposed to? Like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> no, I my gosh. Cele- I don't celebrate it. I always remember it. But I don't celebrate. I'm like, oh, today is that day. I think mm-hmm. if I was to celebrate it, um, I don't know. It probably make me sad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I've never celebrated. Maybe I should start doing that. Like, okay, 
celebrating it instead of thinking of it in a negative way on that mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Well, you know, it's different for every survivor. We have some survivors mm -hmm. who plan, you know, a big party and make it a big oh, celebration. Wow. And then there's others who, you know, don't want to celebrate. And it is just, you know, another day on the calendar to them, mm -hmm. which is totally fine. Either way, <laughs> we just, you know, we like to ask some people have some creative ways to celebrate. And I don't want to ever miss out on someone's unique way to celebrate their anniversary. So we always love to ask. How do you all celebrate? Can I ask questions? I don't know if I'm supposed Absolutely. to Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I'll let you go. You've, you've been around the block longer than I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I really don't do too, too much anymore, but I just always love to do a nice dinner, mostly because I love eating and trying new restaurants or cooking up a new <laughs> recipe. So it's kind of more an excuse for me to have a reason to do a dinner rather than, I mean, yes, we celebrate my anniversary then, but just another, mm -hmm. you know, nice day to fill with gratitude, I guess is how I look at it. Okay. I like it. I like to eat as well. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, right? um, so mine started, um, you know, I, I had all this like anticipation for, I think the first year and my husband and I just tried to like honor that day of, of who we, um, who had helped us that day. So, um, mm -hmm. we actually brought that week, um, we brought the fire station and the EMTs like pizza and little gifts, mm -hmm. um, of gratitude, um, that week. Um, since then my husband kind of knows, um, intuitively that I, I just want to do something right to honor that day. So um, whether it's planning a trip like during that time so that we can kind of just be in the moment and not at work doing stuff or whatnot. Um, that's kind of how we do it. Or it, I try to honor it with a massage or, or something to kind of spend celebrating me and, mm -hmm. and survival. I think that is um, a big part of, of how I like to quote unquote celebrate it per se. I like that. I never really thought about like a burn anniversary. So now I think you asked that in the chat one day and I really didn't know what to say because I was like, don't celebrate. So, yeah. <laughs> well, now you'll have to celebrate it, but well, it is like, close to I Christmas. Yes. And so you have Christmas is, is it your favorite, still your favorite holiday? Mm -hmm. I love Christmas. I love, yeah, I love Christmas. That's my favorite. Other than my birthday, because my birthday is a holiday. When is your birthday? <laughs> November 1st. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. That's, Mine's that's like the July 4th. Holiday. So holiday birthdays are the best, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, do you have a favorite holiday activity given that your, your anniversary is so close to the holidays? What do you like to do? I asked Rachel that at the beginning of the podcast, but what do you like to do for the holidays? For the holidays? I love to get around my family. Um, my family doesn't live here. So my mom comes up now that we have kids, she comes and visits and we cook as a big family. Mm -hmm. um, being that we have an eight week old, we probably won't have a big celebration because of COVID and the flu and so many mm -hmm. different things going mm -hmm. on. But my mom, my stepdad will come. She'll bring her big doll. He looks like a bear. Um, <laughs> he's like my little brother. So <laughs> my little so much brother dogs dog. in this podcast. It's my favorite. Yes. I love dogs. <laughs> Yes, I have to send you a picture of my mom's dog. He's beautiful. He looks like a bear, though, seriously. He, when people see him, they are intimidated because he's so big. Um, but he's the sweetest little teddy bear. But they come up and we have dinner and we watch Christmas movies. I love Home Alone and all the Christmas mm -hmm. movies. Love Home Alone. And we just have fun and cook. And then I make cookies. Um, 
put out little things for the kids and just do like different activities just to celebrate um, Christmas and the birth of Jesus. So yeah. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, before we close out the podcast, I do want to send a special thank you to our season one sponsor, Pritzker Hagman. The burn injury legal team at Pritzker Hagman help burn survivors and their loved ones pursue compensation and justice throughout the United States. If you have any legal questions, the attorneys at Pritzker Hagman are ready to help. And you can find out more at legaljourney.guide. Uh, Rachel, you want to close us out here with some parting thoughts with Octavia? Yes. Well, I just want to first say thank you so much, Octavia, for joining us today. Not only are you an amazing woman and a burn survivor, but I mean, you have two young children at home. So I so appreciate you just finding the time to, um, to hang out with us today. And I look forward to seeing, you know, where Marty goes. Like I said, we'll make sure all of those links are in our description so people can order some copies. Maybe there's even time before the holidays if they're interested to order them up. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for having me, and I definitely appreciate it. It was a pleasure meeting Amber. I think it was through email initially. Yes, um, and, then through, <laughs> and then through our face-to-face uh, Zoom meeting. But it's been a pleasure meeting you both, and I love what you all are doing with Girls with Graphs. And mm-hmm. I hope it continues to go far, and you know, help other people that are dealing with uh, burns and going through the trauma, and also being a graph survivor. So thank you both as well. And thank you for the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. Well, I think sharing your story is so powerful, Octavia. And um, you've you've done that for our community, uh, both in your books and here today. So um, hopefully another survivor out there hears this and, and sees it. But um, I do want to share too, the beyondhereyes.com. That's your website where they can get connected to learn more about you, contact you with any questions and get a link to your books as well. So uh, be sure to check that out. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Thanks to you all. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Girls with Crafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.